It's that time of year again, Christmas. Are you ready? Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. Julie and I recently went to New York City. The people and lights, they were everywhere. There really is something about this time of the year. Today we're going to slow it down and talk to someone God is using through Christmas novels and movies. Donna Van Leer stops by. Welcome into Life, Love, and Family. Hi, I'm Dr. Tim Clinton, president of the American Association of Christian Counselors. If you could use some hope and encouragement, stay close. Our special guest, Donna Van Leer. She's a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author and a very gifted conference speaker. She's written books like Finding Grace, the novel The Angels of Manson Hill, and she's got a lot of Christmas books to her credit, like The Christmas Shoes, Christmas Hope, The Christmas Secret, the Christmas Note, and a brand new work called The Christmas Light. Everyone's reading it right now. She lives in Franklin, Tennessee with her husband and three children, and she's someone that God is using in a very special way to bring us, if you will, all back home and to focus on what matters most during Christmas. Donna, thank you for taking time to visit us here on Life, Love, and Family. Uh, thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to be back. Donna, there's no question God is blessing in your life, in your writing, this theme around Christmas. How did that all come about? Well, you know, it all started after I had written the first novel called The Christmas Shoes. And then after that came out, I thought I was done. I was writing a non-seasonal novel. And uh, my editor called and, and she said, hey, just wondering if you've given any more thought to writing another Christmas novel. And I said, why, no, I haven't. And then a few weeks later, she called again, and she said, hey, just checking in, wondering if you were thinking about writing another Christmas novel. And I said, I have not thought about that, but I'm beginning to think you want me to think about that. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, you know, I think it would just be, uh, you know, due to the response from Christmas Shoes, we think it would be a really great idea. So I ended up writing another one, and then I fell in love with these characters and just continued to kind of interweave some of these characters throughout the years. And, you know, Tim, if you ever take a, a writing class or anything, they always say, write about what you know. And as a believer, I know Christmas, and I know the joy of Christmas. I know the hope of Christmas and the light of Christmas. So for me to set a novel around Christmas time, 
is really a very natural thing. You know, growing up as a boy, Donna, uh, my dad, who was a pastor for, goodness, I think, uh, nearly 60 years, but uh, his favorite time of the year was Christmas. He poured everything into Christmas, and I think it just spilled over naturally, I guess, into all of us. And what is it about Christmas, though, Donna, that takes us all the way back. It slows us down. When you hear a Christmas song like Tender Tennessee Christmas or Christmas Shoes or something, you go there. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing like that hope of Christmas. And that's where, for people who are feeling no hope, they're feeling that life is hopeless, they want to hope for that hope. You know what I mean? I mean, deep down, they just want to hope for it and say, I want that to be alive for me this year. Because Christmas for a lot of people, Tim, as you know, is a very dark time. Tough time. Yeah, I mean, right now, leading up into this holiday season can be a very difficult season for people. Depression goes up, you know, the suicide rate goes up, and it is a really difficult time for folks. But deep down, you know, they're saying, oh, I want to believe in that hope. You know, I want to believe in the miracles of Christmas, and I want that to be in my life this year. So there is just a great power in Christmas, and people are looking to people like you and me to offer them that kind of hope. Like, what is that hope in you? What is that light in you? And how can I be a part of that? And Donna, you write stories. In your story, you take us places. Where'd that gift come from? How do you go there when you're writing? For the longest time, I could just hear stories. I still listen for stories as I hear people talk, even sitting at a table nearby me in a restaurant. I listen to people. I listen for what they're saying. I watch people. And I just take note of what's happening around me. And ever since I was just a little girl, I would just kind of observe things. So I think there was just this storyteller within me because I read a lot when I was a child. I still read a lot, but I think that's where the story came alive for me. For myself, I was sexually molested by a neighbor when I was a child. And when something like that happens to you, Tim, it changes your entire outlook. It changes your perspective of how you see life and you internalize things a lot more. For me, I did because I'm an introvert. So of course I would internalize things a lot more. So that in itself ended up making me a better storyteller just because I could feel things a little more deeply if that makes sense. And you do. And by the way, it comes through very, very well in your writing. I was reading some reviews on your books. One of my favorites was this woman who said she she loves to get a cup of coffee, curl up, especially around Christmas, and read Donna Van Leer. Donna, take us back. I know we're going to talk about a brand new book that just came out called The Christmas Light. But go back and can you just give us just a little snapshot into each of these Christmas books that you've written? The Christmas Shoes. What was the theme there real quick? The theme was about a man who was way too busy in life. He was way too busy for his family. He never slowed down to listen to them, to hear their heartbeat. And he was on the brink of losing them when his life crossed the life of a little boy who was trying to buy his mom's shoes. Because in his very innocent childlike mind, he thought that when his mother passes away, he wanted her to have these shoes for when she entered heaven. And he came across this little boy when he's trying to buy these shoes. And that chance encounter ended up changing his life. 
so that was the theme of the the Christmas shoes, and then, then the Christmas blessing. That little boy from the Christmas shoes is all grown up. He has gone to med school because, again, through that childlike innocence in his mind, he wanted to help people just like people tried to help my mom. So he is in med school, and he meets a young woman who has a heart condition. So that encounter ends up changing both of their lives. And then, then the Christmas hope it is a beautiful theme of adoption. All three of my children are adopted. I have two girls from China and a little boy from Guatemala. And so adoption plays into the theme of the Christmas hope through the foster care system. It's about a social worker. She deals with foster kids and foster families, and she is going through a, a terribly dark time herself. She and her husband together, they've just never been able to get back on track from a tragedy that occurred several years beforehand. But these kids through this foster program end up touching their lives. And so that's the Christmas hope. And then the Christmas promise, it's about a young man who um, ran away from home many years ago. He was on the run, kind of uh, turning his back against family and everything that his parents believed in. So it's about his search and his journey. And so that's the Christmas promise. And then in the Christmas secret, it's about a single mom. She is divorced. It's, of course, not a very amicable divorce. There's a lot of challenges within that divorce itself. And as a single mom, she has a hard time getting on her feet. Just when she thinks, oh, I'm on my feet, something happens, you know, the rug pull out from underneath her again. And that was inspired because I know several single moms. My sister is a single mom. And I've watched all of these women try to get ahead. And for many women, if they don't live near family, a parent, a sibling, if they don't have close friends, who do they turn to when their child gets sick at school? You know, who can they call and say, hey, he's sick, could you go get him? My husband and I have stepped in where we're able to in the lives of our single mom friends. But what about those women who don't have anyone? So that is the Christmas secret. And the Christmas note is about two women who are neighbors and they are very, very different women, but because of a note that is discovered, they end up going on this journey together and becoming friends because of this singular note. So that's all of them, with the exception of the brand new one, The Christmas Light, which is about the challenges and the hardships of life. It's a, it's a young mom. Her daughter is sick. She's going through a terribly hard time, and so the mom and the daughter are in therapy together and they end up helping in a local nativity, and it's about the lives that cross and how they touch each other and really offer the light of Christmas to one another. Yeah, it's all built around three words, love and hope and faith. Our special guest today, again, is Donna Van Leer, New York Times and USA Today bestselling author. We're talking about her new book, The Christmas Light, when we come back. Also, uh, Donna, we're going to talk about The Christmas Secret, that book, coming this Sunday, December 7th. Hallmark Mysteries Channel are going to release it on TV. We'll talk about that, too. Maybe you recognize, by the way, this song. This goes back to that very first book called The Christmas Shoes. Sir, I want to buy these shoes For my mama, please It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says 
says there's not much time You see, she's been sick for quite a while And know these shoes will make her smile And want her to look beautiful If mama meets Jesus tonight Welcome back to Life, Love & Family. I'm Dr. Tim Clinton. Our special guest again today, Donna Van Leer is with us. She's a New York Times and USA Today best-selling author, and uh, she's our guest talking all about what God's doing in and through her life. Donna, again, uh, it's uh, such a delight to have you and to talk about Christmas, my favorite time of the year. Donna, before we went into break, I talked about three important words, love, hope, and faith. How do they tie into your writings, your everyday life? My whole desire, as I've been a a writer, Tim, is when the reader gets to the very last page, I want them to know that hope is alive. And although these characters, many times, like I said, because I listen for stories and I listen to people, so these characters a lot of times are based on someone that I've met or someone I've known. And although the, the characters' lives are going through some really hard times and facing difficult circumstances, I still want that reader to know that by the time they get to that last page, they can go, whew, hope is alive. You know, Cicero said that while there's life, there's hope many, many years ago, and that still holds true today. And just last year, Tim, I read a book, and as I was reading it, I thought, oh, my word, I wouldn't even want these people in my home to have dinner with me. They, these are just awful characters. But I kept reading it thinking, okay, surely something is going to happen here. It's going to redeem itself. But it never did. So much so to the fact that normally when I'm done reading a book, I'll donate it to the library. And I thought, I don't even want anyone anywhere on the planet to ever read this book. And I actually threw it away. And I thought, that is the total opposite of what I want people to do with my books. I want them to know that hope is alive. I want them to know that Love is an overcoming and an all-powerful word, an all-encompassing word, you know, that can direct and totally change our lives. And I want them to know that there is great light in darkness. That's what I want the reader to know. I never want them to throw a book away after they're done reading it. That's really the message of Christmas, though. It's all about he left the glories of heaven to become our Redeemer. Yes, there's pain by the way of the cross, but ultimately it was for our redemption. So in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman to redeem them. And by the way, he no longer calls us or sees us as enemies, but calls us his friends. And because of that, we have hope, yeah, even the hope of eternity, hope for our everyday life. Donna, and that's really what the messaging is right here as we talk about your works and what God's doing in and through your life. Talk to us again about the Christmas light. Just came out, book everybody's reading right now this Christmas. Oh, I love it. It's a young woman. It's about her and her daughter, and they're going through a a really hard time right now. It's a time of grief, particularly for this little six-year-old, and she doesn't know how to handle it. She's only sick. She doesn't know what to do with it. So, And it's kind of a, a long road because this child has changed so much from the happy-go-lucky, sweet uh, child that she was. So it's a really hard time for her mom. And even simple things like decorating the Christmas tree, the little girl says, I don't want to do this. But she says, I think that we really need to do this. Just like 
you know, when you're going through a really difficult time, it's hard to even put a foot down onto the floor trying to get up in the morning. You think, I can't even do this. I can't get out of bed in the morning. But if you can just get out of bed, you know, just get out of bed one day and then maybe the next day or the day after that, then maybe make the bed. You know, you can only take it a step at a time. Then maybe on that third day, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to take a shower. But you try to go, go through it a step at a time and her mom is saying, let's do this. Let's decorate this Christmas tree. And then let's take another step forward. Let's do this. And so a lot of times she feels like she's uh, pushing her child hard. And there's another character. She is a teenager. We discovered that she is pregnant. And so this is a journey that she and her mom and dad are going through together. But again, all of these characters end up meeting one another and their lives touching one another through a local church nativity. So the cast of characters in the nativity, they're funny, they're outlandish. Some of them want to be singers. They can't sing, you know, can't hold a tune in a bucket. Others of them should never be on stage trying to act, but it is a local nativity, so there's a lot of funny and humorous moments mixed in with these poignant journeys that are happening. But again, by the time the reader gets to that last page, they say, wow, you know what, there really is light even in the darkest circumstances. Hmm. That book, again, is called The Christmas Light, Vintage Donna Van Leer. Donna, also, The Christmas Secret. We're going back, a couple of books, but it's premiering as a movie on the Hallmark uh, Movies Channel? Yes, yes, the Hallmark Movie Channel, which is a different channel from Hallmark. It's confusing, I know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, this Sunday, December 7th, on the Hallmark Movie Channel, It's a really sweet film. And oddly enough, Tim, my kids have never seen any of the other movies. Really? Um, No, they never have. You know, they've just been kind of young to to watch a drama like that, you know, because they're more into kid movies and comedies. But we thought, you know what, they're getting old enough to sit down and watch this one. So when we received the movie, they sat down and watched it with us. And it was fun watching their reaction because there is a little bit of a, mystery trying to put a puzzle piece together and they all three were kind of following that you know there's a little bit of romance in it and when my oldest daughter picked up on that she said mom how could you (laughs) (laughs) she was so mortified (laughs) that there'd be a slight romance in there it's a really cute film and it is a movie that you can watch with your kids and not be embarrassed by anything. It was a really sweet film. Well, I'm such a believer in Christians stepping up and moving into the media and arts. Without it, Donna, I don't think we win. But thank God for what is taking place. I know there are a lot of Christian films out there. This is one, again, on the Hallmark Movie Channel. This Sunday night, right, Donna? December 7th. I think it's uh, premiering at 9 Eastern, 8 Central Time. December 7th. That's right. Hey, Donna... What's Christmas like around your place with your kids? Um, What do you guys do to keep the focus on what Christmas is all about? We love to make candies and sweets around here. We do that and we package up some homemade goodies and we distribute them to our neighbors. And so we just love to focus on kind of the homemade things, not crafty things because I'm not crafty at Uh all, but to focus on the homemade things, you know, just to keep it simple not to be outlandish. Our decorations are very simple, but we just keep our focus on what Christmas is. We always do 
the shoeboxes, the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes, every single year we buy things for those boxes throughout the year, and we save every shoebox throughout the year that's empty so that we can do that and to do Project Angel Tree as well because we've always wanted to take the kids shopping with us for the different Angel Tree kids that we adopt each year. So we really want them to see that Christmas it, it isn't all about us. I mean, Jesus came to give himself to us, so we want to be able to give ourselves to others. And, you know, Operation Christmas Child is such a simple way to do that, and Project Angel Tree, really simple things to do with the kids, but to take them shopping and to show them that Christmas isn't all about you. It's not all about the toys that you want. It's about giving that love and that hope to other people. His story becoming our story. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Donna, I know that Jesus means a lot to you, and there are times in life when it's not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, we can get hurt along the way or confused or lost. I love a Chesterton quote. Uh, it goes like this. We're destined, unfortunately, to misunderstand the story we find ourselves in. God's giving you that gift, the gift of story, where you can tell it to us in a beautiful way where you take us there. And again, Donna, somewhere in your personal journey, you talked about being hurt as a little girl. The story gets redeemed. Can you close us out, speak to our listeners? Many of them are driving around. They're confused. They're living in a story that doesn't make sense. They're grasping for hope. Can you take us out on that hope that matters most? You know what, Tim? There's a verse in Galatians where Paul says, God had special plans for me. And he set me apart for his work even before I was born. He called me through his grace. And for the longest time, well into my adulthood, I thought God had special plans for special people, not for somebody like me. Because I had been molested, I just carried this shame with me, a shame that wasn't even mine. That shame belonged to my molester. But because I was a little girl, I was so confused by that, and I carried that way, way, way into adulthood. And so for the longest time, I thought God had plan B for me, you know, when things happen along the way, or when we make terrible mistakes that we know that we shouldn't do. We think, well, I have automatically slipped to God's plan B or God's plan C. But you know what? God's plan never changes. His promises never changed. There's only plan A for each and every one of us. Yes, we do get off track. Yes, terrible things happen to us. But there's still plan A for us. And God still has purposes for our particular life that he wants to fulfill through our lives. And he wants to fill us up with the power of his Holy Spirit so that he can accomplish that great work. But when we say, oh, you know, I've done these horrible things, I can't believe the things that have happened to me, well, that is the enemy keeping us down because Jesus said, I've come to give you life, that you would have it in abundance. And we can't live that abundant life when we allow the enemy to keep holding us down. So just know that God still has a great purpose for your life. There's still that plan A in your life, and all you have to do is just Open your hands. Augustine said that God gives where he finds empty hands. Just open your hands. Say, I can't take it anymore. I can't do this anymore. I don't know how to do this anymore. 
but I need you to take all this stuff that I've done, all this stuff that's happened to me, and I need you to use it for your glory so that I can fulfill the purpose that you have for my life. It's really exciting to know that God has a purpose for every single life, Tim, and that's really what I want. I want people to realize that purpose and to rise up and just attacking the enemy and overcoming the enemy. Psalm 18 will really fill you up with that power of the Holy Spirit and say, you know what, I am going to take on the enemy today. And, uh, you know, God is going to defeat him because the Bible says that the Lord rebuke you. So the Lord will rebuke that enemy when he is rising up against us. The battle is the Lord's. Light has come. He is the light of the world. He brings light to the darkness, doesn't he, Donna? That's what this is all about. That's why there's so much joy around Christmas. And by the way, I think that's why there's so much heaviness, too, because the evil one wants to delude. He wants to confuse. He wants to have dominion over us. He wants us to live lost. And yet, the message is he has come. It's for freedom. Paul wrote, Galatians 5.1, that Christ has come to set us free. Donna, the last word's yours. Oh, just... God bless you at Christmas. I just pray in my heart that you will know the love and the joy and the peace and the great hope that is Christmas and that his light will fall upon you, that you'll step into that light. Maybe for the first time in your life, you'll put your foot over into that light and you'll be able to experience the true joy and happiness that is in Christ Jesus. Let the love of God shine through In the little things you do Light your world And though your light may be Reaching only two or three Light your world Special guest again today, Donna Van Leer, the author of the brand new work called The Christmas Light. If you don't have a copy of it, make sure and get it and read it this Christmas. And by the way, if you like watching Christmas movies, don't forget to tune in this coming Sunday night, December 7th, the Hallmark Movie Channel, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 Central, The Christmas Secret. You know, at Christmas, I love Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. It says simply this, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. If you don't have hope, you don't have peace, you can find it just by simply what? Turning to the Christ of Christmas. He wants to become a part of your life. And again, I go back. It's that freedom that we so desperately crave that Paul wrote about. He has come to set the captive free, those who are in bondage, those who are lost. He wants to bring light into that darkness, into your life, even right now. 
You can do that again by just simply accepting Him as your Lord and Savior. What a great gift to give back to Him this Christmas. You've been listening to Life, Love, and Family. If we can be of help to you, speak into your life in some way, we'd love for you to visit us at lifeloveandfamily.net. That website again is lifeloveandfamily.net or call toll-free. Our number is 855-455-3264. Happy Holidays. Life, Love, and Family. America's number one Christian residential treatment program, Honey Lake Clinic, specializing in addiction, depression, anxiety, bipolar, PTSD, staffed by nationally recognized psychiatrists and psychologists, a team of MDs and 24-hour nursing care, a 600-acre scenic sanctuary of unmatched beauty, Honey Lake Clinic. Most insurance accepted, scholarships available. Phone 844-747-7772, online, honeylake.clinic.